Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 1050. Well, it's Friday, and I'm answering questions today. Actually, I've been answering questions all week. But yesterday, I took time to remind all of us, men, women, young and old, about the need to walk with God on a regular basis, a consistent basis. But as we do that, our hands get dirty, our feet get dirty, we get soiled by sin. And oftentimes that leaves us numb. It leaves us without a hot heart. And so I dealt with yesterday the pathway to personal revival, how a person gets right with God and stays right with God. When we fail, when we have sin that comes into our lives, and it begins to take its consequences upon us, and we sense the spiritual dearth in our lives, there is a need to get right with God. That's right, get right with God, because when we are living with things in our lives that are displeasing to God, there's a sense of wrongness. There's a sense that nothing's right. There's a sense that there's something amiss. And thank God that David gave us that pathway to personal revival in Psalm 51. Psalm 51, as you know, is a prayer of a man that's pouring out his heart in confession to God. So it is a prayer of confession. While Psalm 32, the companion psalm to Psalm 51, is a praise for cleansing. And the very same words are used, the same terminology is used, but one is coming to God in confession, and the other is on the other side of that, where once again they sense the renewal that God has given. Isn't it wonderful that God gives us a brand new beginning? We get a brand new beginning every minute. We get a brand new beginning every hour. We get a brand new beginning every day, every month, every year. And on the Jewish calendar, there's a double new year. There is what we would call Rosh Hashanah, Yom Teruah, the blowing of the trumpet, the head of the year. But also Passover is the beginning of the year. It is the beginning of spring. And that's why the month of Passover was called Aviv, Abib in many of our Bibles, A-B-I-B, but it is Aviv. It's the word for spring, not spring as in water, but spring as in the season. Why? Because it's the brand new beginning of everything. You see, Jesus makes everything brand new in his substitutionary death, burial, and resurrection. And so we get a new season every year to renew our vows to God, to recommit our lives to him. But we can do that anytime, and I'm so grateful to God for that. And so I dealt with that yesterday. But today I want to deal with a subject that is just everywhere I go. People are asking questions. People are writing me about it. I believe there's a lot of anger, a lot of misunderstanding. There's a lot of pride in all levels. Whether it's men or women, I've seen it in both. We just are going to have to get over that and get back to the Bible and what the Bible teaches. You see, whether you're a male or female, you can never be satisfied. Never, never, never be satisfied 
with anyone else except who you are in Jesus. If you're a man, you're a man. If you're a woman, you're a woman. Quit trying to confuse the two because God doesn't. God made a man. He made him in his own image. He made male and female. He made the woman. He made the woman in his own image. God gives us clear, absolutely clear direction on the distinction between the two. Now, please understand, whatever you call me, it doesn't matter. Whatever you say about me, it really doesn't matter because I have clear direction in the Word of God, and that's all that matters to me. And in this arena, I speak to an audience of one. I'm just glad you're listening because I am far more aware of God's presence in doing these podcasts than I am yours. God is going to hold me responsible for what I say because now these podcasts are being heard in 80 nations worldwide and well over 3,000 cities worldwide. And I don't know who's listening. I don't know whether people agree with me or not. That doesn't matter. I am called as a messenger. I'm a voice. I'm a phone I am a voice, one crying in the wilderness. I'm trying to get people ready to meet the Lord. And Jesus is coming again, just as sure as he came and walked the Perean plains to be baptized by John the Baptist. Once again, he will walk the hills of Israel. Once again, his feet will step down on the Mount of Olives. Once again, his voice will be heard on Mount Moriah. That's coming. But before that time, there is a great snatch that's going to happen. God's going to come and take us away. And it was a mysterion, something hidden in the heart of God, but is now made plain through the teachings of the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. I could go on, but I want you to understand that God has given us clear direction on so many things. And we can argue about those things. We can debate about those things. But we do not need to be ugly. We do not need to be upset. What we need to do is just teach and preach the Word of God. And if somebody doesn't agree with us, let us let them settle that before the Lord. But I want to talk to you about the role of men and women. And sometimes I've been called a complementarian. Sometimes I've been called other things that I don't want to discuss on here. But I haven't in, except for one or two instances when people didn't know what they were saying, have I ever been called one who didn't believe and teach the Word of God. And so I want to say to you today that what I'm about to tell you is just right out of the book. It's in the book of Genesis. God had created Adam, placed him in a garden, He had given him an assignment of work, of responsibility before the fall, and God saw, it says that it's not good for man to be alone. Now, God knew that. That's just the way he expressed that to us. But he needed Adam to see that, so he brought the animals by to name, and when he did, when he named them, Adam saw that everyone had a mate but him. The Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. Lotov, it is good in no wise for man to be alone. I will make a helper comparable to him. Now, that's what the New King James says. The Hebrew says, Ezer Konegdo. Ezer Konegdo. Ezer is the word helper. You know that from Ebenezer. 
Ebenezer, we call it, but Ebenezer is the stone of help, that Ezer is the help. Connecto is the word that I would translate like opposite. It means one like you, but different from you. It's the idea of a part counterpart. It's the idea of an electrical plug, for instance, where you have a male plug and a female plug, and you don't get any electricity till you put them together. The same is true in the relationship between a man and a woman. It's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for a woman to be alone, but it's certainly not good for man to be alone. God himself said that. And so God brought all of the animals by Adam, and Adam named them, and he saw that there was not a helper comparable for him. There was not a counterpart. And so the Lord God did the first surgery and gave the first anesthesia. The Bible says the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. That's what happens in anesthesia. And he slept, and he took one of his sides. That's right, one of his sides, Selah. Not a rib, that's a translation that has just come about in the English language, but he took a side from him. Notice he didn't take it from the sole of his foot or from the top of his head because the woman was not to be trodden under the foot of man, nor was she to be one that would be over him, over his head. And so the Bible says that God brought this creation that he had fashioned, that's the word, It's the word of an artisan, and that's exactly what he did. And he brought Eve, and Adam looked at her, and he just couldn't believe his eyes. And he said, this is now woman, because she was brought from the man. She's taken out of the man. And God brought them together, and they were joined together as husband and wife, and God himself was witness of it. And they were unashamed before one another. And you know the story of the curse that came about when Eve was deceived and Adam willfully sinned against God and plunged the whole human race into sin. Now, it was not Eve that brought the curse upon man. It was Adam. Eve was truly deceived. This was part of the curse that that particular fault line runs through the heart and the life of a woman. Now, men can be deceived, yes, but it was not Adam that was deceived. Adam knew full well what he was doing. He sinned with his eyes wide open. He chose Eve over God, just like every man is tempted to do. Still to this day, men will swim a river and they can't even swim well to please a woman. They will do anything that you can imagine that is dumb, that is silly, that is unthinkable a man will do for a woman. If you've never heard the song from the Golden Oldies by Percy Sledge, When a Man Loves a Woman, I'll tell you, Percy must be a Bible believer because he hit the nail on the head. He will turn against his best friend if that best friend says anything about a girl, maybe that he's just met, but he's fallen in love with. I'll tell you, men are crazy about women. Now, it goes both ways, but men, when they are slain by a woman, why, they just have no sense whatsoever. And Adam did that. He made that 
decision. And ever since, man has been cursed just like Adam was. And so this is important. And it's important for the role relationship between a man and a woman. This is very important. And sometimes we just look over these passages of Scripture. Please understand that male and female are equal in the eyes of God. The ground is level at the cross. No man has the up on a woman, and a woman doesn't have the up on a man. We are made out of the same stuff. We are equal in essence. And God has made us all on the same level before the cross of Jesus. A man is not saved any different than a woman. A man doesn't have to go through the woman. The woman doesn't have to go through the man to get to God. We each one do that. However, even though we are equal in essence, we differ in role assignment and responsibility. And let me just tell you, this has just been quite common sense down through the centuries for the Judeo-Christian value system. This has only happened recently when we began to question these essentials of the Judeo-Christian value system. And the reason is it is only in recent history, and I'm talking about the last hundred years or so especially, that we began to question everything about the Word of God because, you see, we began to be educated and we got smart and we think we're smarter than God and we can figure it all out and make it work our way instead of God's way. And I would just ask you who are listening to this podcast, how's that working out for you? How's that working out for our nation? How's that going for you? How's that doing in our society? We don't know whether we're up or down now. We don't know whether we're boy or girl now. We don't know whether we're fish or fowl. Now, where did that come from? Not from the Word of God, not from Judeo-Christian values, not from biblical values. It's just common sense for a boy to be a boy and a man to be a man. And it is obvious that God has laid out differing role assignments in the church in the home, and we just don't like it. And we try to make it everything except what God says. God even gives the reason why a woman is not to be in leadership over a man. This is in particular relation to the husband. In the book of First Timothy, chapter 2, in the closing verses, God gives the two primary reasons why women are not in to be in leadership in the home and in the church. Why? Because Adam was formed first, the creation order. Now you say, well, what does that matter? Well, it might not mean anything to you, but it means a lot to God. And by the way, he's the only one that matters. You and I don't get a vote on it. And when we try to do something contrary to God, we always get into trouble. And that's what's happened in our culture. So there is, first of all, creation order. Secondly, and Adam was not deceived. This is First Timothy chapter 2 and verses 14 and 15. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman being deceived fell into transgression. Now, can a man be deceived? Oh, yes, I am a man. I'm 68 years old this year, and I can tell you I've been deceived many times. But what God is talking about here, there is a natural tendency for a woman to be taken away with flattering words. Now, this is not my opinion. This is research science. It is researched and been researched a hundred or 500 times, but it can be that, and whatever the findings is, it doesn't matter because those could be skewed. What matters is what God says. 
And God says a woman is more easily deceived than a man, and for that reason she does not need to be in headship over a man along with creation order. Now, if that's all God ever said in precept, that would be enough. But God gives us principles, the principles of the Godhead, that there is order even within the Godhead, and that does not imply whatsoever or explicitly teach that Jesus is inferior to the Father, the Son is not inferior to the Father, even though the Bible says he willingly puts all things under the Father's feet. I'm just telling you, if you have a problem with inferiority and superiority within the Godhead, because there is role assignment within the Godhead, then you've got more to be concerned about than the relationship between male and female. You've got a problem with God and theology and the deity of Jesus himself. All I'm saying to you is this. You don't have to get upset with me. You don't have to get upset with your pastor. You don't have to get upset with somebody you disagree with. If you don't want to follow what the scriptures say and you think you know more than that and culture trumps scripture, go ahead and do that and just see where it lands you. And you're going to be as miserable and bitter as many men and women out in the church of Jesus are bitter and miserable today. When you do it God's way, there's peace. There's blessing. There's fruitfulness. When you don't, there's not. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.